It's HPR, All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence, continuing our Road Stories interview series. Find all the interviews and links to subscribe to the podcast at hawaiipublicradio.org slash roadstories, or just search for HPR Road Stories where you get podcasts. We're celebrating one of the great names in rock music, a band we've been connecting with for two decades now. And today, we get to welcome an original member we've never had on the show, the voice of many of their biggest hits, too, Doobie Brothers vocalist and guitarist Tom Johnston. Doobie Brothers return next Tuesday to the Mac and then Friday at the Waikiki Show. And it's a pleasure to welcome Tom now. Thank you very much for being willing to be our guest. Absolutely. Not a problem, man. When people think about your history, I bet a lot of people who listen to the show would really appreciate some of the things that influenced you, like James Brown. Actually, James Brown I saw when I was a freshman in high school because a buddy of mine was a fan. I didn't even know who he was. And we went to a show in Fresno. I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. I've never seen anybody do anything like that on a stage before. And he never quit moving, dancing, moving around, playing keyboards, singing, huge band behind him. And then the Valley, San Joaquin Valley, where I grew up in a small town called Visalia, you didn't see that kind of stuff. Right. It didn't happen. Uh, best I could do for good music on the radio was a little station called Happy Heralds house of blues in Fowler, <laughs> california and you could hear this cat walking out the door he had like a screen door that would bam you know he'd walk in and out <laughs> and what's also cool is before the guitar arrives at i guess 12 sax and clarinet what led you to want to pick up those did not want to pick it up i wanted to play trumpet or drums one or the other my parents didn't see it that way i was <laughs> eight i guess and uh, the sax didn't come until i was in junior high the clarinet i played pretty much from when i was eight till freshman high school i said i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> that's it <laughs> boom but uh, picked up the guitar at 12 and just taught myself the guitar being one part of it you're the voice of the doobie brothers to so many people to so many of the songs what was it that made you want to actually sing i think the band i was in needed somebody to do that <laughs> that's what it was i don't think it's because i had this huge desire to be a great singer i just said maybe you can do it all right so the songs we were playing i started singing what were you playing ah we were doing covers of what was on the radio uh and i was in about three or four bands so it expands everything from james brown to the beatles and box tops and Jimmy Reed and Freddie King and everything in between. No matter if your sight was set on being a great singer or not, you've been this enduring voice that so many people find comfort in. Who were the cats that really inspired you to, to develop the voice as you were doing that? Way howdy. I listened to a lot of great singers. I mean, everybody from Sam Cooke to Otis Redding. The, later on, I was really impressed with people like, um, I'm trying to think, um, Paul from one, uh, Paul from uh, Free. Uh, Paul Rogers. Yeah. He's Great incredible, singer. incredible. And he comes from that background. And so it, it kind of figures that I would. Sure. That's a logical one for you to be digging yeah. out. No, Paul's the man. I, I totally dig him. Well, it's funny you mentioned Paul, uh, Tom, because we have, I was looking at your records, because as you can probably imagine, a show like All Things Considered Afternoon Drive, we have varying degrees of familiarity with any of the artists that we speak to. And there's a wide range of folks that 
are on the show. And so I was looking at your records for some interesting connections. Arlo Guthrie. Everyone loves coming into Los Angeles and Alice's Restaurant, of course. He was on the What Were Once Vices album. I would have to say I wasn't there when that happened. I think that was on Blackwater, and I think he played Auto Heart. Yeah, exactly. And I wasn't there when he did that session. We played a lot of shows with Arlo in 1972. Got it. Kind of got to know him. He was a fun guy. <laughs> he was a lot of fun to hang around with. I remember hanging around with him in L.A., in particular that hotel down on Sunset Strip that they call the Ride House. Oh, yeah, the Hyatt. Hyatt. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> you know, being up there, walking down the corridors of that hotel, all the doors were open and people are just partying asses off. And that's, you know, that's kind of the way it was in that era. <laughs> Wild. That's the first insight. I've always heard the Led Zeppelin stories about it, but I didn't realize people just had their doors open <laughs> into the hallways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the way it was. <laughs> There's a one of your tunes, the string and horn arrangements uh, from the 75 record Stampede. Talk about a cat, which uh, he doesn't actually sing, according to the information here, but the string and horn arrangements on Music Man, done by Curtis Mayfield? One of my biggest regrets is I didn't get to go on that trip, because all that got done in Chicago, where he was living, uh, where his studio was. Teddy took went back there. I, I got to think it's got to be for more than just one song. But when he brought that back, my jaw hit the floor. I said, holy sh**, you got to be kidding me, man. You got Curtis Mayfield to play on this stuff? And write the horns and the strings and all the rest of it. I was blown away. Wow. And he did a killer job. When you think of playing in Hawaii, do you have specific... I have a few of your uh, choice shows. Steve, the mystery emailer, sends us stuff. You guys did a lot with Tower of Power, huh, over those early oh, years. Oh, you're talking about HIC. Yeah. yeah. I was, I'm a Tower of Power nut. I absolutely <laughs> love that band. You know. Probably the tightest band I've ever heard. We played with them at HIC at least three times. But they were brothers over here in the East Bay, and I used to hang around with Mimi and Doc over there in, in the Berkeley Hills and stuff. I can remember being in Don Weir's Music City in San Francisco <laughs> and sitting up in his office with a few other local luminaries. And the big deal was who won the weekend? Was it Santana or was it Tower of Power? They had a competition thing going. <laughs> and I would just sit and listen. I thought it was damn interesting because I hadn't seen the show, so I didn't know. But I was a fan of both bands, so I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> 50 years. You're doing this tour, and of course, because of the pandemic, it's not a, it's like a 52nd anniversary tour, sort of, right? Yeah, working on 53rd, yeah. 53rd. There's a, a thing about the new record that Liberté, it's actually named after an important part of that 50 years, 52, almost 53 years of history. Chateau Liberté, uh, a bar near Santa Cruz. Explain to folks how this record was named after this place and, and set the scene for radio, like the, any wild times you remember going down at that joint. Pretty much any time you went to the Chateau, it was a wild time. <laughs> it was that kind of place. It's an old stagecoach stop from the late 1800s. It had cabins that were like satellite cabins around it. And this, this is obviously a very rustic place because you're up in the Santa Cruz Mountains. There's not a lot of what I'd call housing, per se, in the true sense of the word. Up where we were, which is up by Redwood Estates, it's just a lot of mountain folk. And uh, I'm sure it's changed now. I don't go up there now. But um, in those days, which is late 60s, early 70s, it was basically mountain people, students, bikers, and whoever else, that's who showed up. There was no pavement going in there. It was all dirt. And if it was raining like crazy, which it did a lot, it was muddy as hell. Uh, the inside was one big smoky bar room like you would expect. Music was loud because it wasn't a very big place. Very uh, short ceiling. 
the sound didn't have a lot of places to go <laughs> other than hitting the people who were right in front of you. And uh, it was pretty wild and crazy, I have to say. I never got bored of the Chateau, even on a calm daytime thing, but at night, forget it. It wasn't truly a biker bar. Bikers were there, yes. Okay. But like I said, there was a whole lot of other mountain people that lived around there. Okay. Um, mountain people sounds like a pretty crazy title but that's <laughs> local people in the region it to live in around how's that you know and then students from san jose state or santa cruz university there was a lot of people hanging around up there and musicians tons of musicians but um the way it took off you can't script that it just happens i mean skip spence calls us up hey you guys i want you to come up to san mateo to this pacific studios none of us had even been in a studio <laughs> And so we went up and recorded. Those songs got sent to Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers liked that they being Lenny Morinker and Ted Templeman. They came up and watched us play in the studio. And then they came up to the Chateau, which was kind of funny. Uh, they're fairly straight, for lack of a better way to put it. Um, and then they walked in and saw that and said, oh my God, what are we doing here? <laughs> That's good. But uh, that's how that all fell into place. I mean, you can't script something like that. Oh, that's a great one. And the incongruity of those dudes seeing uh, their new band right there in, mm -hmm. the, in the Chateau Liberté. <laughs> Yeah, pretty wild. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, it's really great to have you as part of uh, three days of doobies that we've got. Tom Johnston joining the doobie family here on HPR and uh, really a, a lot of fun. I'm wishing you a whole bunch of success on these shows. Hopefully we'll get a chance to come back and say hi and, and just uh, really grateful. I hope you had fun today getting to go through some. I did. It was an enjoyable interview. Thank you. Well, high fives, hugs, and I look for you in town. Travel safe. Thank you, man. Will do. Thanks a lot, brother. Yeah, man. Take care.